Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation and enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. There is a new global interest in the shamanic healing and medicine that lay dormant in the West for thousands of years. My guest today is shamanic teacher Itzhak Biri, and he believes that we are all shamans in training, and that this is especially vital in these uncertain times. Are you ready to meet him? Itzhak Biri is a leading shamanic teacher, healer, speaker, community activist, and author. He teaches internationally and leads groups on healing expeditions to the Andes and the Amazon of Ecuador. The founder of shamanportal.com and the co-founder of the New York Shamanic Circle, he's on the faculty of Kripalu Center, New York Open Center, the Shift Network, and staff teacher at Omega Institute. He received an Ambassador for Peace Award from the Universal Peace Federation and the UN. His work's been featured in the New York Times, films, TVs, TV, and numerous webinars. You can find out more about Itzhak and his work at itzhakbiri.com. Itzhak, welcome to Out of the Fog. Oh, I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh, thank um. you. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering why it is that you feel, this is a tradition that might have felt like it was sleeping for thousands of years. Now it's coming back. More of us are drawn to it. Why now are so many of us being pulled back? Why is the comeback happening? Well, there are quite a few reasons, but a part of it is the, the prophecy of the Inca and the Mayan uh, of the um, re, uh, readjustment of time and space that uh, started in 1995. Uh, or 1993, actually, uh, the the new uh, the new Pachacuti and the new Baktun. Uh, it's a new p- period of time of the return of the feminine energies, and I think that we all feel this way that there is uh, a new um, new energy flowing in. Um, people are uh, wanted to discover their own intuition and their own power and their own. Uh, their own healing uh, powers, and, and and on the other hand, we have another trend, which is the all the digital uh, and uh, um, the technical society that we are uh, experiencing that uh, remove us uh, away from uh, using our senses. And uh, there is a these two conflicts uh, of uh, of feelings in be- between uh, all of us. Uh, one on one hand, we want to be close to nature; we want to be Close to our own nature, and one, and on the other hand, we are taking away from it. And uh, it's not just a feeling, you know. I actually, you know, looking at the numbers of uh, of Shaman Portal, which is uh, the largest resource for shamanic, uh, the global shamanic community, and I can see that most people who are 
um, clicking or entering a, our site are people who are uh, in the largest uh, urban areas like New York, or San Francisco, LA, uh, London, um, and uh, Toronto. And uh, so the, the largest areas of people who are disconnected from nature uh, and very much connected digitally, they all have this yearning to become humans again. Mm. And the, the other trend is that, uh, and I think that we all feel it, that um, the big um, institutions and governments uh, are not really giving us any more any, any answers, uh, mostly the religious part and the, the healthcare. Um, we know that uh, there is some good in them, but we really don't feel like that they are really uh, more uh, catering to our human side. They really cater more for the co- uh, corporate side, and uh, we all feel this way, and we feel disconnected from them, and we know that they can't really give us all the answers that we, we need. Mm. And so in this, as we are almost coming together around the things that pull us apart, if that makes sense, all these things that separate us, now we come together in that desire to reconnect. What is the role of a shaman? What's the role of shamanic healing in this time? Well, the role of the shaman, um, as uh, it was uh, told to me by the uh, Tungus shaman that I met, and the word shaman actually comes from Siberia, from the Tungus tribe. And um, the, the real meaning, that, that, according to that shaman for the Tungus, is the keeper of the fire, which means the person who is keeping the, the, that fire going of a community uh, or not letting this uh, com- the fire of the community dies. And so the person there in, is in, in charge of the well-being of the community, the families, uh, with the stories, the languages, the tradition, and the, the well-being, the, the physical and the, the emotional well-being of a community. So the shaman's role is to make sure that the well-being of a community is intact, that everybody is safe and uh, that they all well taken care of. Um, and uh, he's doing that by uh, employing um, the natural resources or the elements and uh, also working with spirit, and which is uh, a unique way of uh, he- shamanic healing. He's working with all the elements, the minerals, uh, the plants, the herbs, um, eggs, alcohol, whatever they, it, it is that they need to heal people, but they also working uh, with the elements we don't see, the elements of the unseen world, which are the spirit world. And you share, I'm reading your book, Shamanic Healing, Traditional Medicine for the Modern World, mm-hmm. and you share that there's an idea of, of three worlds, probably many, many levels within those worlds, but three worlds. And am I understanding correctly that a shaman would not see an illness or a condition as happening only in one of those worlds, that it runs, the energy runs through all three? Well, the energy runs through all three, and uh, the, uh, the the purpose of uh, the shaman is to uh, cre- create or enable the flow of all those uh, the the energy flow between all these worlds. So, the, so we are talking about the the lower world, middle world, and the upper world. 
And um, in our body, we are looking at all these worlds as the, the head is the upper world, the middle world is the torso, um, and then the legs is the lower world, it's what connects us to the earth. And so healing or uh, a well-being of a person is when all those uh, parts are uh, connected with the flow of energy or the, what we call the river of light. Um, and uh, by when the, all the energy is flowing inside the body and there's no block energy that cre- is created by trauma or physical abuse or other abuses, uh, then um, pe- people are connected to the source and they feel um, part of uh, nature, part of the uh, um, the universe, and they, they feel healed, they feel connected. You've said that we are all shamans in training, and one of the things about this book that I find fascinating is that you give a lot of detail about mm-hmm. shamanic healing and practices, more detail than, I don't know if I've seen that much detail anyplace else. What <laughs> led you to do it that way, and why is teaching this so important right now? Well, part of the reason why I decided to write this book is because um, those traditions are fast disappearing. Mm-hmm. And I was very lucky. You know, I'm doing it only 22 years, but I was working with uh, a, few, a few of the shamans who already passed away. And with every shaman that passed away, um, their teaching, their know-how, their encyclopedia mind is disappearing too. And uh, I wanted to, um, and I went through my own challenges. I, I had a, a, uh, also a cancer, and I wanted to make sure that before I go, uh, I can pass it on to other people so other people can uh, use that. And so I... Uh, decided to um, spill the beans, uh, write everything that I think could be helpful for other people, all the techniques. And so I wrote it, I wrote in this book, I wrote um, um, the techniques, uh, how, they, how to, to use it. And then I also told stories how I'm using it because uh, I'm, I was incredibly lucky to be able to um, apprentice with uh, a few of the shamans that I write in the book, especially Don Jose Joaquin Pineda and Ipu Piara, Brazilian shaman. Uh, and I was, apprentice means uh, I was present with hundreds of healing sessions that they have done uh, all together, and I, I was helping them to, to do that. And so I learned a lot from by, by seeing it, um, not by reading books, because there was, there is really no description of those in books until now, but uh, the, it gave me the, uh, the the inside look at how shamans work, and I really wanted to uh, pass it on. Like um, um, you know, this tradition is not it's not copyrighted by anyone. It's it's passed on by from uh, father to son to grandson. Uh, I was lucky because um, my teacher did not have sons, so he passed it on to me. Now that he has grandchildren, he passed it on to them. 
but it, it's, uh, it needs to continue to be serving humanity. And the only way for us to communicate it, to share it, is uh, by uh, writing it in books. And uh, I do hope that people uh, pick it up and use it. And I know that the, some people that uh, wrote me letters, um, uh, they are using the eggs to, uh, to heal their headaches or pain, and, and it really works for them uh, wonderfully. So I'm, I'm so happy that I can generously give it away. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. My guest is Itzhak Biri, and his newest book is Shamanic Healing, Traditional Medicine for the Modern World. You can find out more at itzhakbiri.com. Those, as I read through the, especially I was reading the cleansing ceremony, mm-hmm. with eggs and ways to read candles, and it, all of these things that are <laughs> a, like a, almost a shock to the system, for those of us who are used to, you go in the little room and you put on the paper gown and they tell you to cough and you <laughs> cough, right? And then they come, then you, they write your prescription. These are, they're shocking to the body and they are, um, have an immediacy about them that is different than the way that I have experienced personally Western medicine. In your experience, is that part of the energetic charge of these tools? Well, you know, uh, shamanic healing is really uh, is a nonverbal uh, way of healing the body. So in many ways, um, people who come to me, they, they chose to come because they, they know that uh, other Western medicine didn't really help them. Uh, so I have a lot of people who went to psychiatrists for eight years, ten years, every week and never really got anywhere until we did soul retrieval. Uh, I have people who went to 22 different um, uh, specialists uh, that could not tell them why they pee at night. Um, I mean, something so ridiculous like that. And, and um, in, in many cases, um, uh, and, and it's true, uh, uh, in reading a candle or doing diagnostic with other um, means, uh, the way I teach it in the book, uh, you can uh, diagnose somebody's uh, disease. And, and in, you know, in the shamanic tradition, we don't look at disease or illnesses as a physical form. We're looking at it, uh, we're trying to find the root causes of, uh, of any sickness. So it could be that uh, a person cannot hold uh, urine, but uh, it, it, not necessarily it comes from a physical form. It could be a, a trauma. It could be um, other issues that uh, mental issues that uh, come to it. So, in, we, we don't really look at that. At, uh, in, in many ways, we don't look at um, uh, uh, manifestation of, of uh, disease as, as the disease itself. Uh, we don't label it. We are, what we all trying to do is we're trying to uh, create a, uh, to release the, the blocked energy or the fear, the trauma, uh, or return uh, the soul path back in order for the person to have a flow of energy. And then with the flow of energy, all of those uh, physical manifestations disappear. So we are not really trying to heal the headache. We're trying to figure out what caused the headache. Mm. And that's why this is such a great success because um, people, when they come, uh, they don't know what happened to them, but they know that something did happen, <laughs> and um, they uh, they are so surprised that uh, sometimes 
they come for one thing and then the rest of their life changes. Wow. Can you give an example of what maybe a condition or a, a, some, uh, the way that a patient might come to see you, give an example of, a, of an issue that they bring, how you would diagnose and then release that so that the listeners can get an idea of the process? Well, you know, um, I work, one of the techniques that I'm writing about is uh, a technique from the Amazon uh, using um, a, a palm tree thorn um, to diagnose different parts of the body and to activate the, the nervous system. Um, it's called Takuma uh, needles it's from the Tukuma tree. Um, and so uh, just one example is a woman who came to me, she's a yoga teacher for many years, and she had 20 years of chronic back pain. So here is a yoga teacher with a <laughs> Uh, back pain uh, for 20 years or so. Uh, we had one session um, and with those needles and two years later she sent me an email and she asked to come back again and she said that uh, 10% of that came back. She wants to get rid of that too. So um, wow. she went to many doctors and many um, uh, physical therapists to clear her back pain, and all it took is, is a few um, tapping with uh, those Sokoba needles on her back and, and nervous system to create a flow. And I use that a lot uh, with different uh, people because they have uh, headaches or they have shoulder pains or back pains or um, it's, it's a great system, for instance, for um, helping women to get pregnant. Uh, because you're activating the kidneys and uh, the uterus and, uh, through um, tapping on the uh, certain parts of the leg. Um, and, uh, you know, three, I, I have three women who already gave birth using these techniques. Wow. So there's a lot of, uh, and a lot of uh, different um, um, healing that happened um, using these techniques or using other techniques. Wow. How does that work with, I know that um, sometimes people can't get pregnant, for example, because of issues in the formation of the physical body. So um, your fallopian tubes are blocked, for example. With shamanic healing practices, is the physical body then altered as well? Or do you work in concert with Western medicine on those things? Well, they, um, all these three women work with uh, Western medicine. Uh, medicine at the same time. Uh, the problem is that uh, sometimes when, uh, when a woman is full of fear of having a child and um, her body is resisting the treatment that she's getting, and so the idea is to find out what the trauma was and to uh, do a, either soul retrieval or work with the two coma needles to uh, release those... Um, uh, fear uh, areas, so the, the, there'll be a, a continuous uh, flow, and the and the, the medicine that the women take uh, can actually work. You know, because there's no point of, and that's also with cancer. You know, the, when you have a, a a cancer treatment, you can take as many as um, Western medicine 
But if, uh, if the body resists it or the body is uh, too, uh, uh, too afraid of, of that, then it becomes a waste of, uh, of uh, chemicals. Mm. Uh, the body doesn't want it, so reject it. So the idea is uh, emotionally and uh, physically is to allow the, the Western medicine to work. And that, that's really what I'm writing in this book and the shamanic healing is that I don't think that uh, we need to use only shamanic healing. I think that we need to have uh, uh, a collaboration or uh, those two systems have to work in concert together because uh, the shamanic healing can benefit Western medicine and medicine, Western medicine can benefit the shamanic healing. We can work together with this. Uh, the, the Western medicine is really about technology. It's about uh, surgery and specific uh, medication, and they they can work with the with the person as a holistic system. The idea is to that most uh, Western medicine uh, doctors are trying to separate it that this is primitive and mine is better. That's very old-fashioned way of looking at, at health. And we need to, I mean, my, my, my long-term vision is to be able to have shamanic healing as part of insurance companies that, or special insurance companies that will allow every person to uh, receive shamanic healing um, as part of the, uh, the health basket. That would be wonderful. I know that in in my practice and the work that I do, I speak with a lot of people who want to try alternative um, practices and the financial support isn't there or the availability isn't there. And to be able to make that kind of connection available to the people who need it most is uh, absolutely a powerful need in the in the world. I know that because you are so passionate about teaching, there is a, a not a retreat, an expedition, a journey, a voyage happening in June, the Andes Summit. And I can't have you on the show without asking you, what is that and what's going to happen and how can people find out about it? So I was lucky. I was very lucky uh, uh, 20 years ago to go to Ecuador with John Perkins. And I met a shaman there who uh, became my teacher. I became his apprentice. And that's how I learned uh, shamanic healing. And um, you know this is this with, this was became this was this became my path and without even uh, planning uh, that it would be, and I can see the benefit that uh, shamanic healing or the La Limpia and all of those techniques uh, have on people's life. Um, I know many of the shamans uh, in the Andes and. Um, uh, last year, when I was there, with a, uh, I took a group to work with my teachers. Uh, one of my teacher asked me to um, to bring people to the Andes to to ex- experience the healing uh, in their land, not not in New York or other places in the world, but to have a, a pilgrimage. So that I, um, I I created, I founded that uh, the Andes Summit. Uh, which will be in this year at, in June 16th to 23rd, and that it will be eight days of uh, teachings and uh, he- personal healing um, of uh, of trips, and uh, we, we we're going to be dancing in the uh, Inti Raimi ceremony, the solstice ceremonies. 
we're going to walk into uh, into the lakes and waterfalls and the mountaintops, and uh, some people will do plant medicine. Uh, but the whole idea is to uh, have the healing and learn about the practices of shamanic healing in the place where it's actually started or worked. And it, there's nothing better than that, is to feel the power of the mountain, the power of the herbs, and the power of that beautiful uh, ten shamans uh, who will come to uh, the summit. And I, I truly believe that uh, it's a life-changing experience, uh, not just for me, but uh, for many people who uh, came to, um, to, to meet those shamans. And uh, I hope that, that you know, learning their wisdom, their way of uh, um, healing and the way they treat nature uh, and families and communities uh, will change the, the the sickness of the modern world. I mean, I, it really, I look at, I'm looking at it as uh, an opportunity for people in the digital world to come and meet um, those people who are the wisdom keepers of, uh, of of thousands of years who can give us a map of how to continue to live uh, with harmony in nature. Thank you so much. This is, we are out of time. There was not nearly enough time. People can find out about the Andes Summit at theandesummit.com. Itzhak, thank you so much for sharing time and your wisdom with us. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Aaron. It's such a beautiful uh, opportunity to share some of the wisdom that I know with people. But the most importantly is for people to use it. Uh, and to use to heal themselves, and when you heal yourself, you heal your family, and you, when you heal the family, you heal the community. So um, this is the first step. Thank you very much. That is Itzhak Biri. His website is itzhakbiri.com. Please also take a look at theandessummit.com for more information about that trip in June of 2018. His latest book is Shamanic Healing, Traditional Medicine for the Modern World. And of course, you can always find out more about working with me, classes, events, all kinds of things at karenhager.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.